This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com slash potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com slash potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow crustacean crab, Taylor Sokol. Today we're reviewing the live-action musical romance, fantasy, comedy, all the above film, The Little Mermaid. This was written by David McGee. Directed by Rob Marshall, and of course, this is based on the animated film of 1989, the hit Disney animated film, and of course, the the classic tale by Hans Christian Andersen. So, this is one of those cases um, where Taylor was able to see this in theaters. I did not get a chance to, didn't get around to it, but it's now streaming on Disney+, and I wanted to check it out. Heard a lot of good things about this being one of the better adaptations and uh, wanted to see it for myself. So we're not really going to do spoilers because realistically, we all kind of know the story of The Little Mermaid, um, unless you haven't seen the animated film or don't know the story. Yeah. But it's been out for, you know, decades. So this one doesn't have too many new kind of twists and turns to it, but uh, overall about the same story. So Taylor, what was a brief synopsis of The Little Mermaid? So the plot follows Mermaid Princess Ariel, who is fascinated with the human world. Uh, after saving uh, Prince Eric from a shipwreck, she wants uh, to to be with him, so she strikes a deal with a sea witch, uh, <laughs> with a sea witch uh, known as Ursula, to be able to walk on land and to be with Eric. So, yeah, you know, Chris and I both have pretty much seen every live adaptation that Disney has kind of thrown. Um, they've been adapting a lot of their material into live action which has, again, come with some criticism, but also some praise. Um, and it's been kind of hit or miss as of late, I would say, the last you know, three, four years of live-action remakes. So I know both Chris and I were a little, um, I would say, cautious uh, with seeing this. Now, yeah, I got to see this in theaters, and, and 
thankfully you were able to to see this recently. So both kind of looking at it from two different lenses. First of all, I, I want to say like the story of Little Mermaid of the Disney movies, this was not always my my number one favorite. Um, it was interesting because this came out in 1989, the original, and it was really part of that Disney renaissance where kind of Disney was kind of their comeback of animated films, mm-hmm. starting with Little Mermaid in 89. So it, it kind of feels, you know, um, fortuitous to be like, well, let's, you know, maybe this will be the next uh, maybe big hit. Um, I think personally, since I've not enjoyed them since the live action Aladdin. Um, and that's tough because both Chris and I know that's one of my favorites of the animated ones. So it's, it's, it's high praise. But um, yeah, looking at this film, you know, right off the bat, I will say I really I got a lot of hate before it came out, which was a shame. And this was ma- mainly based on casting, and which totally, mm-hmm. totally a shame. This, the title character, uh, Ariel, played by uh, Halle Bailey, was incredible. I thought for a character of Ariel with his innocence and obviously you need someone with the vocal range, she just did such a great job doing this. And, and Chris... You're a big critic, you know, obviously with your amazing talents and singing, you've got some, you know, critical notes <laughs> when it comes to, you know, judging the singing chops people. And first thing that Chris messaged me was, wow, this girl can sing. And especially with songs like Part of Your World, just wow. Well, because we, we've had in the past some of these live action adaptations mm-hmm. where we have auto-tune definitely being used, <clears throat> Beauty and the Beast. So (laughs) I appreciate it when it's like, you know, the musical movie genre, when it's an animated feature, they could get someone like Jodie Benson, who came from Broadway to play Ariel, because maybe she wasn't a big name in terms of films, but she was the right voice for the job. Um, And I feel like that's what they did here is they, they cast a singer first. And yes, she has the acting chops for this role. She's fantastic. But I mean... I don't think I've ever heard part of your world sung better. Like, especially she gets to do a couple of little riffs, little high notes. And of course the infamous, once she's saved Prince Eric, um, you know, and she's on that rock and the water's about to splash on her. I mean, she hits this high note that it just, it's so clear and so perfect. And I'm like, all the hate for people being like, well, she can't be Ariel. Ariel is white. It's like, this is a reimagining. This is a live adaptation. They're going to do things different. Like who cares? And I actually really liked that what they did with the seven daughters is they had all different ethnicities because it's like the seven seas. So there'd be different areas of the world. So it kind of made sense to me that there would be yes. a variety. And you got, you know, homeboy Javier Bardem up here as King Trine, just looking all massive. And, and he was great in this as well. You know, the protective father. And and I will say one thing I, I do wish I had a chance to see some theaters for is the scale of this film is very massive. Like it's long it's definitely long. I think this easily should have shaved down maybe 25 minutes. Um, they had to extend a lot of things. You know, I'm sure the original animated movie's got to be like hour and a half. This is two hours and 20 minutes. So it's a long film. But the money's on the screen. I mean, they got some big set pieces. They really go for broke. Um, the one thing that's always going to be weird about this film, which was the same problem with Little Mermaid, is there are obviously some animal characters in the sea creatures that they make as realistic as possible and give a little bit of like a face to, 
And it's just not the same. Like seeing Sebastian in the cartoon really have like his eyes bulge and and the you know cartoony bits he could do. W. Diggs was great in this, but the animation of the crab was very much just a crab. You know, it's like they they tried to do as many bits as they could. And then the one thing I, I just don't get at all why they chose this. Um, I don't care that they made Scuttle Aquafina. Um, although it's kind of been like, all right, we're kind of over the Aquafina bits. Like she needs some new stick because it kind of seems to be the same stick for her characters they changed the species of scuttle so it's a different bird yeah <laughs> and and i was like why didn't you just keep it a seagull like it, i don't care it's a girl just why is it why is it not a seagull so that was kind of weird um the other two standouts though for me different apart from hallie bailey is our prince eric jonah howard king was really really good he just has that young endearing like quality of a guy who you know, in a way, he's bewitched by this voice and this girl, and he's trying to find her. And uh, Lin Manuel Miranda wrote a new song, a couple new songs in this film. Um, so he gets this kind of big, you know, where is she? I, I'm looking for her song, you know, and ends. I mean, you can't, you can't. It, it reminded me of um, the end of Out There from Hunchback. Like it like yeah. pans out, and he's like on top of a sail, sailing away, and he's like, I'll find her. Like, which is funny. It was which is funny. His mom, you know? his mom's like, you will never go out in the ocean. Five minutes later, he's on. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. You will not sail any longer. He's on the boat. Two minutes later, she but said nothing. The one I was, I was a little concerned for at first, only because of her usual brand of comedy. I was like, is she going to be a little too goofy? But let me tell you, Melissa McCarthy killed this role of Ursula. Mm-hmm. She looked yeah. great. They really did some cool work with the tentacles. I kind of wish Flotsam and Jetsam had voices. They they don't talk. They're just eels. Um, but she sounded great in a song. She They did give her a few little comedic bits, which was great. But it wasn't like too much. It wasn't overplayed. Yeah. But she was like truly like the villain. Like she, she did justice to Pat Carroll, who, I mean, when it comes to Disney legends of like voices for like villains, mm-hmm. Ursula stands up there as one of like the all time greats, and and unfortunately, thought, the last couple yeah. live actions we've seen, the villains have not stacked up, which is which. Is... <laughs> you like a salad, <laughs> you know, you know the one. Um, you know, I yeah. I completely agree. Ursula, um, as Ursula McCarthy did such a great job, and I know that was a that was a big cautionary thing for us because again, we know her for her comedy. Was this going to be over the top, silly? It was just she had a good right a bit of menacing but also kind of maniacal such and i i did think like wow um in terms of challenge uh, changes though it was interesting i wish they kind of went with the original bit where the people that because they were a little dark in this one i will tell you this so all the deal yeah. with the mer people they become these little like you know seaweed um an enemy thing you know what they looked like yeah they looked like the gloom hands from tears of the kingdom Oh, exactly, exactly. I don't know. I don't know if you've gone to that point yet. For those who've played Tears of the Kingdom, there's areas <laughs> like the where there's gloom, which is like this dark substance, and it looked like a hand with like an eyeball in the middle, and I was yeah. like, like a, almost like a starfish, and I was like, that looks like the gloom hands. Yeah, but I agree. They didn't do the whole bit where like they're like save us, and they're like they're like, they're you like know, basically little... you get killed. No, it's like I just eliminate you. So it was like, well, this is dark. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. And, and speaking of like songs, I thought some of the additions were good, some not. Again, with Aquafina, I think it was a little like, you know, what's what's going on. But I did agree that 
and then having you know having these seven C's and having Halle Bailey where they said it. I like the idea that where the original Little Mermaid Disney's was kind of like a very nondescript coastal town. This was actually kind of set in the Caribbean, which I thought made yeah. more sense because Sebastian's you know he's got he's he's got his little. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamaican vibe going on and so I really I thought that was really well done um, but overall and Chris and I said this it's definitely a film you want to see in the biggest screen possible because um, there is a lot of moments where there's a lot of color that's very vibrant but then there's moments where it is in these underwater caverns and seas and it's not as bright so um, very dark going, overall yeah so it's I was definitely not one to watch on a phone <laughs> Yeah, that's how the tough way I had to watch it was on a phone, and you know I think when it's when you're on land it gets color colorful. You have under the sea is a colorful scene, but like there's a lot of like dark lighting overall, um, which even people when the trailer came out was like, is this gonna be like really dark and like hard to see? But overall, you know, I agree that it's up there as one of the better live adaptations. I don't agree with everything in the film. I think it was too long, but. For the vocals, for most of the casting, for the way Rob Marshall really like took this story, and he really, you know, it's not exactly page for page the original film, but he he really honors the source material and gives people what they want. But he puts it on a large grand scale, and that's something he's really good at with these musical films. So overall, I'm gonna give The Little Mermaid. I'm gonna give it a solid eight point five out of ten. I thought it was definitely one of the better films. Um, and glad I finally got a chance to see it. Absolutely. I'm going to get an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, definitely worth the hype. I hope that everyone gets a chance to go check this out and also bringing Little Mermaid to a new generation of Disney goers. Uh, but check out The Little Mermaid live action adaptation now streaming exclusively on Disney+. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know know your your potential. potential.